0: You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear. using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns. This is a show where we share cutting-edge strategies to help marketing directors, CMOs, business owners get more leads, more sales, grow their business, achieve their vision. It's a tall, tall promise here. Kasa Mazlan, but I think we are up to it today, because we're going to be bringing uh, a lot of the basics of, I don't know, the basics of marketing, the basics of how to call grow a business. Anymore.
1: Basics sounds like a pejorative, and it's not a pejorative. It's like the building blocks. The building fundamentals, blocks. Fundamentals, right? So much better. Well, because people ignore them at their peril. And it's funny too, dude, because it's like really sophisticated marketers really sophisticated business owners that are ignoring the most important building blocks of not just marketing, but marketing messaging. So, yeah, I think that this is a critical episode. Don't let the basics fool you and don't tune out. Don't go away. Don't go listen to marketing school just yet. Definitely listen to those guys. <laughs> we love them. But we, we, we have we things now to love say them. too. We yeah. now love them. We now love them. Mm-hmm. But that was a lot of fun. We got to do that again.
0: Well, you know, probably by the time this show airs, you've already maybe heard some of those episodes. I don't know how many we're going to do. So our producer is going to figure all that out. But, yeah, those are super sharp guys. And they're probably a little bit more, I would say, tactical. Yeah. But they're more Well, they're SEO. organic, too. We're paid. They're, yeah, they're organic guys. Yeah. That was actually sort of the, one of the fun things about it is that they classified us as like paid guys, which is – Kind of funny because, I mean, you know, as we've always said, our dirty little secret is like how we've grown ourselves is really through organic more than anything else and through SEO to a certain degree, but just content marketing, which is one of the pillars of SEO. For those of you who don't know what SEO is, it's search engine optimization, getting ranked in the in the Googles for specific keywords, long tail, short tail, you name it. Neil, really, I thought I had some very interesting things to say about like how his traffic on his site is reduced, and how he's gotten more business because it then attracts his ideal customer profile. There was a lot of things on those episodes, so definitely go back and and listen to those. And uh, yeah, I suppose you can go over and you can listen to Marketing School just in general. But yeah, we really did enjoy ourselves there. But some of the things that even Neil Patel or Eric Sue would agree with is the things that we're going to be talking about here today, which are... Basics is the wrong word, but it's the building blocks. And I find it unbelievably surprising and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a little transparent here, Kasim. My team, this is all they do. They do marketing. They do advertising. Sometimes they even forget it. So I know that you, the listener, you forget it more so <laughs> because I don't know why there's balloons coming up in front of he's having some kind of big party on youtube here it's just
1: (laughs) you can always watch us at perpetualtraffic.com youtube to see what ralph is referring to
0: yeah go over there go make sure you subscribe to the channel just to see costumes balloons but the point is is i think a lot of us forget this and it's good to have a reminder on it so building blocks not basics before we get into those building blocks the three essential building blocks what kind of tool do you have? You were at a unique advantage that we're part of this Driven group that we get tools all the time. So it's kind of like these guys are getting a membership to Driven, sorta, sort you're of. Sort of. are listening to Perpetual Traffic here a bit. Yeah. So what do you got for us? And this is what I didn't hear this week because I wasn't on the call. So let's drop the goods, man.
1: You know what's interesting is I didn't learn this at Driven. I learned this through an agency buddy. His name is Colin Foster. Shout out to Colin at Brain Power Agency. They do marketing for DTC brands. If anybody's in that space, they're worth looking at. Super, super sharp guys. We were on a call with them yesterday, and they use a tool called foreplay.co. Spelt like it sounds. Be careful when you Google this. Foreplay.co. And what foreplay.co does, it allows you to see, it calls itself the world's largest community ad library and you can see ads from TikTok and Facebook, but it's more than just see them. You get to see ads based off of performance, category, advertiser, and then a lot like an espionage or a SEMrush or a spy foo, it's for something of a competitive analysis, but then also maybe more importantly, ideation and research. And once you've seen the ads, you build, it kind of like you'd build a Pinterest board you can build like a whiteboard of the ads that you like or that are applicable to whatever it is that you're doing. And then it's got this AI tool that will build ad briefs. It's called an AI brief generator. And so it lets you build your template for creating the ad you want to create based off of other people's ads. And you can sort by longest running, oldest, newest, most relevant. So it's just, man, I was, and I'm not an affiliate, which hopefully goes without saying, I don't think we've ever been a, affiliates for anything that we've pumped on the tool times. So cool, dude, especially given the proliferation of short form video. I think it's all short form video based. Maybe there's some images and carousels and whatnot, but really cool and very accessible from a pricing perspective. It's a hundred bucks a month for their biggest package, but you get to discover ads, user swipe file, build AI briefs, uh, cool little tool.
0: So it's not like Opus or video.ai in that regard? think
1: SEMrush or SpyFu for image and video ads.
0: Yeah, great. We'll leave links in the show notes for that. Have you used it or was it just like you were introduced to it just this week?
1: Dude, I just found out about it yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. But the guys that are using it are extremely sophisticated marketers. And so I can give it my... Proxy stamp of approval because if it's coming from these, and you know, I mean, they've got Nick Shackleford on their homepage giving them a shout out. So,
0: you what know, see, know
1: yeah, what, what does Nick know?
0: What does Nick know? Uh, Nothing,
1: yeah, they've got some good social proof here, too.
0: No, oh, awesome. Well, we'll leave that uh, link in the show notes over at perpetualtraffic.com, of course, cutting edge stuff here. Even if we haven't used it, I think it's just, I get a lot of solicitations every single day. <laughs> There's a lot of filtering that we do before we bring anything to the fore here on Yeah, PT. most of the
1: tools that we talk about we've used just yeah, for clarity. In most but this cases. one was so exciting to me, I wanted to, maybe I should wait. I will say, if you're a tool that wants to be featured on perpetual traffic, you have to give me and Ralph free versions first so we can play with it.
0: 100% we just love free stuff anyway. <laughs> it's just I know you're eagerly anticipating your Clarion free gift.
1: Oh, I got the wine glasses what would you get?
0: I got the waffle maker.
1: Oh, I think I saw that. Yeah. Although I paid yeah. for the recordings, Clarion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I, I have down thing on I've ever seen. Can you speak at <laughs> my
1: event but pay for the recordings
0: and not pay for my hotel or my airfare? Yeah. Here we are bitching um i guess we're not speaking next year (laughs) (laughs) just disqualified ourselves no i'm looking forward to my waffle maker i have this waffle maker that's been around since i got married and i was like you know it's time for an upgrade so thank you tnc so i will be cooking waffles this sunday thinking of my time in las vegas
1: I'll be drinking uh, wine. You'll be drinking water.
0: wine. I think you should start drinking more wine. I think that's it. This is yeah, the start know, of the new year. I actually started
1: drinking whiskey. That's it's gone. It's gone.
0: <laughs> that was that was the bad choice you made at TNC. Yeah, that Sims guy. Yeah. yeah, but he drinks old fashions, and old fashions have the bitters and and everything. That just gives you like the worst hangover ever.
1: I love them, but I bought pre-mixed old fashions i i'll bore you with this later it's not i'm not a purist and so for me they're just as good and you don't have to do all the work
0: yeah can't taste the difference it's all right yeah. it's rookies like you that's, that's good. right. well rookies about this stuff we are not i actually was inspired by ryan dice's talk at traffic and conversion summit it's one of the talks i always listen to i always make sure that i'm there for And even though I was speaking that day and I'm notorious for like last minute changes, I think my, (laughs) my slides literally, like I went on stage at 11 and I think my last change was at like 1047 AM, like in the drive folder. So, but I did get in to speak with and see Ryan, he always sort of brings it back to the building blocks. And I know that he's great at doing this, but also the reason why I remember this is that It's something that I think even the most professional marketers sometimes forget. And I see my team being very, very good at this. We have an entire creative department. That is all they do. What we do is a three sort of step process when someone comes on board as a tier 11 client to make sure that we really, really understand them. And like that last step is a lot of this it's going deep into who they are, what their problems are, not necessarily how we're going to solve them per se, but it goes back to how you market in the first place. And one of the things that Ryan mentioned in his talk, I know we've seen a lot of talks like this. I know Christine Marie talks about this sort of stuff as well. I think she spoke about this last year at TNC also, is the new tricks of the trade are the old things in marketing. And the old things in marketing are sort of back to the building blocks. And one of the big things that I think a lot of marketers used to do got away from because targeting was so damn good, you didn't really have to do it. All you needed to do was know how to use the ads manager, especially inside Meta. Google still kind of has this to a certain degree. They have crazy level of targeting. And we'll have John Moran on here talking about that specifically in subsequent shows. But... Let's just talk about just interruption marketing in general. You really need to do what Ryan said is is use call-out ads as one of your most important things in order to grab the attention of your avatar because your targeting isn't as great as it used to be. We don't have those demographic. We don't have the demographic data that we once did inside Meta. We don't have the income data. We don't have a lot of the housing data. We don't have a lot of this really intricate sort of what they used to say is big data data inside Meta. So it makes you as a marketer have the need to be more sharp. And one of the easiest ways to do it is to use what we refer to as call-out ads. And we do this all the time inside our marketing. And I think it really speaks to the fact that you're talking to the person that you want to target and you're also addressing their pain while also hinting at a solution. So, for example one that we might use for like a perpetual traffic ad, you know, attention, seven or eight figure business owners, attention, marketing professionals, or let's say if we're running a third party or recruiting firm, let's say, do you struggle with hiring outside contractors as like your top line? And what that does is this is a call out to that audience Not necessarily, and those are really blatant, obvious ones, because it sort of talks about who that person is specifically. But you want to have your first line, the thing that actually hooks them in, as part of their problem. And you're Mm. only talking to them because they say, that's me. And that's what you want with an ad. You want somebody to say, that's me. That's why I'm going to stop doing this with my thumb. If you're on our YouTube channel, this is what you're doing. You're trying to stop that. Thumb stopper. You're trying to do that thumb stopper. And if you can do that with your first line or articulate it in your creative, you have now elevated yourself to at least the top 10% of marketing people and growth marketers. Correct me if I'm wrong. Thoughts?
1: One of the best performing top of funnel ads we ever had when I was in the real estate space was, what's my house worth? and yep. it's exactly what you just said it's crazy top of funnel it has no offer to it whatsoever but if somebody clicks on that ad you know they're a homeowner and you know they're interested in to some degree the valuation of their home enough to at least kill some time now does that mean they're going to sell your house tomorrow probably not but it's a nice predictive indication of intent and there's a billion in one ways i think the best the best marketers at this are the folks running native. Do you, do y'all do anything native, Ralph, to Outbrain, or Rev Content?
0: We add it in after the fact, usually. Once we get a certain level of success with the big two, we figure, okay, we we've rope got it in. Then we rope it in. Cause like, we already know kind of what works, especially on the interruption side. Yeah. And then, Obviously ad role for retargeting for sure, which I sort of think of in the same vein to a certain degree, because it's like it's you know it's remnant ads. But yeah, absolutely. Do you know we we should have do you know Jordan Swanson? I don't. Jordan's one of the
1: I think he's one of the top native guys in the world. We should have him on to talk about native. Yeah. Not to make too much of a departure, but if you want to know like really good call-out ads, go look at really good native advertisers because I mean that's the the epitome of interrupter marketing coupled with intrinsic qualification. If you click on this ad, then chances are, you are my avatar. And the native advertisers, I think, do better better at that than anybody.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're scrolling on the internet, like you, as a marketer, as somebody who is trying to grow your organization, whether you're a CMO, or director of marketing, or you're, you're doing the ads yourself, or you're a business owner, notice what attracts you. Mm on these ads, even if you don't click on them. I have screenshots in my iPhone for probably like the last 10 years of ads that I've seen that have stopped. Stopped the thumb. Stopped the thumb, or maybe I'm just reading something on the internet or whatever it happens to be, and they're on a sidebar, provided it is not a Solutions 8 ad, because you know those, as soon as you click on one of those, forget it, they're just gonna follow you around the internet forever. Digital herpes. Digital herpes. Gonorrhea, or either one, or both together. No, you can <laughs> get rid of gonorrhea. You can't get rid of herpes. <laughs> Good point. It's more viral. The point is, is that some of these ads are absolutely outstanding. And look at the ones that are the the one food doctors tell you all doctors tell you to eat, but you can't eat, is one of the ones that I see all the time. Mm. I don't know what the food is because I've never actually clicked on the ad. <laughs> Because then I have to watch the video and then I'm going to get retargeted and, uh, you know, but it's like you're calling out something. This is a little bit different than a call out ad because that's like more clickbaity. But to your point, people who actually are on native or are on display have to work harder at this than anyone and make a file folder in your phone of ads that capture your attention or just are good, because in some way, shape, or form, you can then use those. We actually have an entire channel inside Turn 11 for what we call the ad swipe Slack channel, where we do this, and it gets us as marketers better at doing what we're doing, so there is that. You know what channel everybody should have on this
1: topic? Everybody should have a Slack channel called Know Your Customer, and any time you come across anything that would that would cause your customer to raise their hand the, rack the shotgun to use perry marshall's terms rack the drop, shotgun drop it into that slack channel and that's where you could if you're trying to build these call out ads you're trying to go native or you're trying to just attract top of funnel prospects you now have that slack channel to go to and as your media buyers your customer support representatives are sitting there chattering back and forth with the customers they're feeding you with that information i think that's really a worthy the endeavor if you're a cmo or director of marketing i think you have to do that right now today There should be a Slack channel in your organization called Know Your Customer, where people are constantly adding little things, little snippets of, you know what I see really consistent with all of our customers is they're all, they all have Candy Crush installed on their phone, which might not be anything relevant at all to what it is that you sell, but now it's a good thing for you to know it because you can use that in targeting, you can use that even your creative. Now all of a sudden you're using some Candy Crush remnants or call outs or whatever, like that's the type of thing that really helps you connect with your customer.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. One of the parts to this is that we've given a couple of examples of some of these headlines, but we'll leave some resources in the show notes for this. But the call out headline, I think, is really, really important. I mean, there's sort of a formula to this as well. And I think a lot of people are going to say, all right, well, I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to start guessing. So based upon what we're telling them right now, which is not necessarily the thing to do, there is a way in which to call that data in order to make it really relevant. So it it just hits them right between the eyes. It racks the shotgun, as Perry Mm. Marshall says. So for example, to attract marketers, because we're marketing, obviously, in quotes, this is one of the headlines that we've actually used, I can't get my funnel to scale to cold traffic, close quote. It's actually a quote that one of our customers said, and we now use it in our ads. And it's the exact problem that we're trying to solve. As an agency, this is a classic example of a call-out ad or a call-out headline. And whatever your prospect not necessarily has revealed to you through research, it's what they actually say to you. And I think that's an important point because David Ogilvie has has a great line about research. And he says, the problem with market research is that people don't think what they feel. They don't say what they think. And they don't do what they say.
1: So that's if you say, like,
0: if you are saying like, "Oh, I do market research on my customers," that's not the place to start. Don't ask them; listen to them instead. Remember what Ogilvy says. We'll leave that quote in the show notes. One of the best places to find this is through your sales team. I have my marketing department listen in on sales calls, and we actually use the. Exact language, we're redoing our website right now. So we're in the process of doing it March 1st. I'm going to say that so that make sure the team actually hits deadline the deadline. is set. Deadline is set. Oh, it's deadline already been set. Die. Believe me, it's like two or three months overdue. Point is, is that as a part of our research, we didn't go out and ask our customers. Because usually our customers don't really know. And it's like the old Steve Jobs line. Or it's like they, you know the Henry Ford line. If I asked people what they wanted, they say they'd want a faster horse. horse. Right. Everyone knows that line. But it's true. Yep. And Ogilvy does say it. I'm going to say it again. The trouble with market research is that people don't think what they feel, they don't say what they think, and they don't do what they say. Don't ask your customer. Listen to your customer. Go on customer calls. Go on discovery calls. Go listen to your call recording. Sean Clark does this. He just pops in and listens to customer service calls.
1: I didn't know that about him, but that doesn't surprise me at all.
0: Doesn't surprise me. Like he mentioned that on one of the shows. It's like that is absolutely incredible market intel, which should guide those questions or those hooks or those top line callouts that identify your avatar without saying who the avatar is. You can certainly say, hey, attention, business owners. That's the old one. Like that's the dog whistle call out. Everyone has done that. That's fine. Hey, dog owners, does your dog suffer from X, Y, Z? Yeah. You know, if, I your think that's, talk, <laughs> right. if your dog could
1: talk, here's what he would say.
0: Right. If your dog could talk, here's what he or she would say. It infers that they're a dog owner. Right. Like, hey, dog owners is obvious. Anybody could write that line. But it, like a deeper level is talk about what is the conversation that's going on in their head about their dog. And make it captivating. And that's what a call-out ad really is all about. Instead of just saying things like, hey, are you a seven or eight-figure business owner? Important, good, fine. But talk about their problem.
1: Mm. You know who had a really good one? Brandon Turner, who I guess you guys go way back to, interestingly, small world. Yeah. He was trying to attract accredited investors. And the problem with trying to attract accredited investors, and this is true with a lot of audiences, is everybody wants to be an accredited investor. everybody wants to be wealthy. So if you're like, Hey, wealthy person, everybody's like, what are we telling the wealthy people? Cause I'm interested. Right. So what Brandon did that I thought was brilliant is his call out ad was something like, and I forget the verbiage, but the promise was, here's how Trump doesn't pay taxes. (laughs) And because it's kind of heady it attracted the people who have enough money to be like, how does he not pay tax? Because I want to also not pay taxes. So it brought it down out of the aspirational realm and brought it into more of a kind of intellectualized it and to the point that you know, Neil Patel made, less traffic is sometimes better because it cuts through the noise and it more effectively racks the shotgun. And so his highest performing giveaway for attracting those investors was this PDF that broke down specifically point by point how Trump got out of paying income taxes. And he was able to attract a bunch of rich people who also did not want to pay income taxes.
0: Yeah. And he was trying to attract accredited investors for probably a real estate syndicate. Yeah.
1: He's the world authority in real estate syndication. So he gets a bunch of people to invest in syndications. I'm in a few of those myself. So I'm a big Brandon Turner fan, but you always need more investors and more money and more opportunities and all those things. And so he was doing list building.
0: Yeah, it's super powerful. Do you know how he got to that conclusion where he actually used that?
1: Oh, dude, he, I, I think he tried 150 different things. The benefit Brandon has is he's got a huge social following and they're ravenous for his content. And so he can just put out like an Instagram post and kind of get a sense as, as to how people are going to respond to something before he puts a bunch of money behind it paid. I don't even know if he does a ton of paid. So it's one of the reasons that building a, the money's in the list, as they say, building a following or building a list somewhere can be really, really helpful because he gets to kind of test his messaging. And the guy's also just sort of a social savant. He's really cracked the code, so much so that he helps other people do it. He helps people establish themselves as thought leaders and authorities in their space.
0: Yeah, well, he knows his avatar.
1: Oh God, inside and out. Yeah. If you want to study, I think one of the best industry specific marketers I've ever known, it's Brandon Turner. Go look at Brandon Turner, look at his Instagram specifically, but he's all over the place. His podcast, the Better Life Tribe, like everything he does. And he's so good at value first, gives, 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 builds builds up the following. And then when he makes an ask, the ask is almost a give, you know, he's like, Hey, do you want to invest in my fund? And that's technically an ask, but It's a good fund that's well-vetted that you'd want to be in. It's almost also an opportunity. You know, like what a phenomenal business model to be able to build out to where you're just always giving. And even when you ask, it's a give.
0: Yeah. I've oftentimes found that it's like the call to action shouldn't necessarily be the thing that you want right then and there. Mm. Because like humans, as we know, there's going to be multiple touches depending on who you talk to, and we've certainly talked about this on this show many, many, many times, is that it's not necessarily the next thing. Like, I find that if you can pull them in with some kind of captivating headline or something that is interesting to them, the next logical step isn't necessarily to buy. Oftentimes, it's to get more information.
1: Yeah, you almost don't want them to buy right away. You know, like, even if you were to close them, you wouldn't have a fully educated customer It's the reason that you take three meetings before you're willing to take a customer on it to your 11, sometimes more. It's like, hey, I need to make sure you're right fit for me. I'm right fit for you. And we're on the same, even if the fit conversation has happened and you're clear, we're on the same page as far as what we're doing. And that's not just in sales. It's also in marketing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a longer path. And I mean, we've certainly talked about the path being elongated in order to scale to that next level because everyone's at the bottom of the funnel.
1: Dude, that's why right. I take all your sales conversations and put them online, put them in a YouTube channel or put them on a series of podcasts or whatever and watch that be the best performing marketing material that you possibly have because customers want to know. They want to know what the conversation is going to be like. And if you let them have it on their own terms, that's why our YouTube channels are still our highest performing lead acquisition strategy for organic YouTube. And people will come to Solutions 8 being like, all right, we know that it's media efficient and radio only. We know that we can't trust in-app metrics. And they're like, we know, we know, we know, we know. And there's not even a sales conversation anymore. It's like, oh, well, you've been watching me for nine months. You know everything. Now it's, are you ready to move forward? And of course, they wouldn't be on the phone with us if they weren't. But to the point that we brought up initially, that those are the building blocks. Yeah, It's the building blocks of marketing, like content-rich websites, making things accessible and available, being open about the information, not putting a bunch of stuff behind the gate.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, we're huge believers in the content marketing side of the equation. I mean, certainly you can accelerate that and you can amplify that so much more cheaply now with paid advertising as opposed to if your goal is not necessarily the conversion per se, but it's just the awareness of the market. And you can obviously you can capture all those people who are clicking to your site. You can capture all the people that watch the video and then do whatever you want with them. But don't expect a top of funnel ad for awareness and then a conversion ad to be the two steps. Right, It's going to take more steps than that, no matter what. I think the most important thing is you really do have to talk to multiple pain points. And how you do that is you, like I said, you don't do market research necessarily. You don't ask the customer. You go and you read reviews. You listen in on sales calls. You listen in on customer service calls. One of the best usages, I think, for ChatGPT is, and they can cull this information, is specifically talk, enter the prompt that states, all right, what is the 10 biggest problems of an individual who's looking for a home? Mm. Now, market valuation, like, what's my home worth? But what are the nine others?" You can do research that way. I think that gives you at least directionally a way in which to then potentially write those call-out ads. So I think that's one of the things that. It's so obviously we use ChatGPT quite a bit, especially in our in our creative strategy framework, it's a which is it's a miracle.
1: It's a miracle, modern it's, it's miracle, fabulous. Yeah. That, you don't talk to it daily, you're missing out.
0: It's I mean. That just unto itself, like you, could it probably saved a week of work. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just Especially now that now you now they can call
1: the web. Holy shit! What it comes yeah. back with is insane.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, it's absolutely insane. And then once you find something that works and starts to resonate, and it's going to be maybe one in five of these messages. Then, and we had Cameron Campbell on here. How you actually use the in-platform tools using Mm. AI to then iterate on a winning or highly successful messaging campaign. And we'll leave links in the show notes for that. But there's just ways you can AIify this that you couldn't do a few years ago. But this does go back to the basic building blocks of marketing and of growth marketing, of growing a business, attracting your customer and then obviously bringing them through your process to ultimately convert and become a lifelong customer.
1: Dude, AIFI is an amazing name. I just looked it up. AIFI.com is available for (laughs) $95,000. That's such a good brand. If somebody, if you have a business, you're about to, like, wow. I love that. AIFI.
0: Did you just make that up right now? Uh, I'm not sure. I think I did.
1: I think I, well, yeah. Stuff needs to be AIF'd. That's what we need. We actually need a whole, we need an episode on this. How to ai your business. All of these AI tools are cool. Great. Who gives a shit? How do I actually use this on a day-to-day basis?
0: I mean, this is just one example. Then once you find that messaging that works, I mean, how many tools have we mentioned on, on this oh, show God. that we've right. used in order to just amplify it and syndicate it and slightly alter that messaging? Once you find a message, who was I talking to about this? It was a kid in the gym. Hmm. So like these bunch of like 20-year-old kids that like they kind of know I drive a cool car, not as cool as yours, but and so they're like, So what do you actually what do you actually do? They're all in their 20s and they work corporate jobs, and so I sort of tell them what to do, and like they and then they come up and they ask advice and so forth. And this is just like I've got tons of nieces and nephews that do the same sort of thing, which is fine, which I love doing and I love helping people this way. But I was like, once you actually find something that works. And this is another key ingredient. Don't go anywhere else. <laughs> Double down <laughs> works, on that right? thing.
1: Yeah. Perry Beltry has a funny statement. He's like, it works so well, we stopped doing
0: it. We work. It works so well, we stopped doing <laughs> yeah. it. And that's the best. Like, I was asking this kid who has a Shopify store, he has made sales. Yeah. He's like, oh, you know, I've got this one ad that did really, really well. And then I can't like duplicate it. I'm like, okay. So take that one ad, that same theme create 20 different 20 variations different corns, of it right. using AI use 20 different hire a guy on Fiverr, get them to do 20 different variations of that video with slightly different sections in each part, maybe shorten it, maybe elongate it, maybe do a little bit different B roll, maybe do some without B roll, some with B roll, maybe face to camera, non face to camera, but use the same theme. You found something that resonates with your market. That is a gift from the gods.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The hardest part is finding out where the oil is, once you've identified the pocket of oil drill, <laughs> don't move and find more oil. That's, Mark. we like to find, I, and I think this oh is just the entrepreneurial truth. People like to find the oil, but they don't like drilling for it.
0: Right. I found something that works. Yeah. I, I found an oil well. It's great. Now, now I'm going to start drilling 20 more like miles away. Right. No, drill 10 more in and around that one well. Yeah. Right. That's what Rockefeller did. That's how he made his billions. It's like, all right, I found this gusher. Like, how how many more oil wells can I actually create around where I know a reservoir of oil is? That's what your variations of your ads are. Yeah, just dive you know, or build a bigger derrick. I guess that would be another solution. But the point don't is, is don't go. Is. I guess an oil derrick is like the pumpy thingy. Oh well, yeah, learn
1: something new. Google well, an oil it, derrick. Yeah, oil derrick.
0: Yeah, we'll have to we'll leave a link in the, we'll show, notes. the show notes. I've stumped Cosmo on the word derrick. Yeah, I've, well, you your vocabulary fiction, so I think that the haven't you been into L.A. Like you land in L.A. and then you see like these oil derricks. I know what right they're outside now that of the you airport, that,
1: but I didn't. I didn't know what those were called.
0: <laughs> but they're pumping oil.
1: Yeah, it was just great big hammer looking
0: things. A big, great big hammer looking things. So, plant more around that. So, all right. So, there's really there's a couple of different foundational concepts here that I think you as a marketer, you as a uh, growth-oriented business owner need to remember. But these are the core things that everyone forgets. Talk to your avatar. Don't do research. Figure out what they actually want, need, what their desires are. Use that in your advertising. And then once you find that golden thing that works, and it's probably going to be one in 10, maybe two in 10, three in 10, your Hall of Fame, just continue to just... Beat it into submission with variations of it. Don't go anywhere else because you don't have to, because you already found the thing that resonates. And if you can find that thing, you will scale and grow your business. There's no doubt about it. So, Kasim, anything to add? I feel like we did it. You're welcome, world foundational concepts, building blocks. So if you liked this episode, make sure that you do subscribe or leave a rating wherever you're listening. We'll leave links in the show notes for everything on perpetualtraffic.com. Of course, follow me over on LinkedIn and Qasem on all the socials at Qasem Oslam. Go back and listen to the previous episodes and, of course, check out perpetualtraffic.com forward slash YouTube so you can see Cossum's laser light show that just happened on our YouTube channel. That unto itself is probably worth the price of admission. All right. So uh, now it's fireworks. So I don't know what's going on with your Riverside. There's all
1: these little things that you can do in Riverside where it, it, yeah, it happens in Google Meet, too. Don't,
0: they, don't, yeah. they don't do that with me. I don't, I don't know. You're not special. I, I don't think I've AI-ified my Riverside with really? my camera. I think that's it. All right. On behalf of my awesome co-host, Casa Aslam, peace. Till next show. See ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic.